So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day, an amazing week. I know I am. At the time of recording this, it is just past Valentine's Day, and um, my wife and I had a lovely time out. And one of the things I learned, I'll just share this as a little tip, just a little, excuse me, a little freebie before I get into the real thing here. Whatever it costs, be it financially, time-wise, mentally, physically, whatever it costs for your wife or your significant other to feel loved, pay it, whatever it is. So my wife and I went out, we spent, we probably spent more money on dinner yesterday than we have maybe ever. And I didn't even think twice about it. It was so much fun. I love romancing her. And it's one day. And it's funny, I I was actually thinking about probably probably a, a year ago or maybe two years ago, it was my mother-in-law's birthday and we were, we were going to celebrate and she had some people over and uh, we wanted to bring food over because my, my mother-in-law is this incredible cook, one of the most hospitable, like generous people I know. And if you ever asked for anything, like you could ask for the most elaborate, complicated meal, just like jokingly, and she will run into the kitchen and she'll make it for you. And anyway, for her birthday, we just wanted to make sure that we were looking after her And there were all these people, not even all these people, but just some extra people. Our budget was super tight at the time and we just, we did not have the money for it, but we were going to bless her and we was like, okay, well just buy the food and we'll figure it out. But I was stressed. I I did not enjoy that, that process. And I loved seeing the look on her face when she saw the food and she realized she didn't have to cook and you know, all that stuff that came with it. It was awesome. But the, the stress that came with it, I was like, I was reflecting and realizing that was so silly because it, was, it wasn't even that much money. It just felt like a lot in that moment. And I'm so glad we paid the price, but I just, I've learned going forward, I'm not even going to complain about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm going to be grateful that I have money to pay, even if sometimes it's a bit of a stretch. And I'm going to remind myself rather that relationships matter way more, way more than saving a couple bucks. So I uh, hope that helps at least one of you listening. But what I want to jump into today, t- today is a really interesting subject. This is uh, something I've been thinking about lately. And oftentimes, I am very focused on what I'm doing here. I'm really happy with the systems we've created. And, you know, I'm always looking for ways to improve and whatever. But when you start interviewing on other podcasts and then you have people on your podcast, which for me, like I'm in these interview scenarios probably two to three times a week right now. I am, I am often confronted with people who actually have different opinions about, you know, the smaller details. Like I'm usually in arenas where people are, I don't know, we're, we're, we're on the same page about the major things, but some of the smaller details, we have differences of opinion. And one of them is, should you be having sex while you're recovering? And there's actually a myriad of opinions on this. So some people think you should not. They, those people are in the PMO category. So no porn, 
no masturbation, and no orgasm. Orgasm referring to any kind of sexual endeavor with another person. And then you have people in another camp who are kind of like, well, sex is very different from porn, and sex in the context of marriage is God-designed, so there's no reason for you to refrain from that. You should enjoy your wife, enjoy sex, and let that be part of your rewiring process. Now, my goal in today's episode is not necessarily to take a stance, although I, I will take a stance, but I'd love to give you some things that you can think about when you are tackling these kinds of subtleties around recovery, because I personally don't think this is actually like that important. It is important, and I guess for people who, who are PMO coaches and who really emphasize that, it is important to them. I'm not in that camp myself. We don't have our clients stop having sex with their wives while they're in our program or for any period of time. If that's something they want to do, we absolutely like support them in it. We have nothing against it. We just kind of fall somewhere in the middle, which is why I felt like I could actually offer you something objective to approach this conversation with because I don't have a particularly strong bias. So a couple of things you need to think about. Number one, what are you actually addicted to? Because if you're addicted to sex, then you should refrain from sex. <laughs> like, I, and again, I, I don't think any of you probably were thinking that or like going along those lines, but it's just funny when you get into the subject of sexuality, healthy sexuality, sexual integrity, wholeness, whatever, and you start to put some parameters, our brains, especially if you already have that addiction developed and you're maybe working your way out of it, our brains always try to find loopholes. So I just try to be really clear. Sometimes it means I'm talking about stuff where you're like, Cynthia, I would never think of that in a million years, but trust me, somebody's brain did and I needed to cover it so that they wouldn't get away with whatever parameter I was trying to address. Anyway, all this to say is if you're addicted to sex, then yes, you need to stop having sex, probably even with your wife, because you're not, we're not talking about just like neural circuits. We're actually talking about the specific behavior you're addicted to and yeah, having sex is going to activate some strange parts of your brain, um, the parts of your brain that you're actually trying to diminish. So if you're addicted to sex, that's um, that's very different. And then I would say I am 100% in the camp that you need to abstain from all PMO. For a majority of you, I don't think that's the case. We, we personally just don't really work with a lot of people who are addicted to sex. Uh, we have a handful of people that we work with, but we work primarily with people who are addicted to porn, masturbation and other kind of compulsive sexual behaviors and in that case the thing you really need to ask yourself then is like what well number one are you single or are you married so um if you're dating or you're in, or you're engaged we're just going to categorize that as single or or unmarried let's put it that way are you married or unmarried so if you're unmarried um then abstain from orgasm naturally is, it's just part of the equation, assuming that you abide by biblical values, which is that sex and all forms of sex are to be reserved for marriage, period. And I have pretty strong beliefs on that. It's interesting because it, it's no longer just beliefs, but like the research, if you really dig into the research, the biblical model for relationships continues to prove itself as the most functional way for two people to exist and to work together. So I I feel really strongly about it and I don't intend to budge on that anytime soon. But anyway, let me get off that soapbox. If you're single and you're trying to recover, you need to abstain from PMO as well. O should not be part of the equation. If it is, you need to make adjustments today. 
Make adjustments. That should not be part of your life. And then, of course, PNM, 100%. If you're married, if you're married, what you need to ask yourself is, will having sex with my wife help me or hurt me? And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I truthfully don't. I think you need to you need to really evaluate your situation. You probably need to have a conversation with your wife as well and see what she, um, what she says. But you need to kind of work that one out and just ask yourself, can I handle this? Is, is this going to be useful for me in my recovery? And you might have to try it one way and see how it works and then try it the other. So there's no right or wrong, I don't think. But I do think you need to evaluate for yourself and see what's going to work best. Now, if you decide to not have sex, we need to talk about this a little bit because uh, Paul actually talked about this. He talked about this in 1 Corinthians 7. And he gave some very uh, specific ways about if you are going to not have sex, here are some of the parameters. Now, I'm not going to get into all of it. You can read 1 Corinthians 7. But the, the biggest thing that I would say is you must have a set time on how long you're going to do that. Because if you don't, what happens is uh, things can spiral out of control very quickly. And usually it becomes a breeding ground for bitterness and resentment. So if you're not going to have sex for the 90 days or whatever it might be while you recover, it shouldn't be longer than 90 days to be honest. That's a very long time. If you're going to do that, then you need to make sure that you're, that you're doing it with some intentionality some parameters, some accountability, and a very clear understanding of what's going to take place during that 90 days and what's going to take place after that 90 days. So those things need to be spelled out pretty clearly before you head down that path. Now, I fall more into the camp of you should continue to engage in sex. And and I'm going to explain why, and I'm going to tell you, I guess, where I'm coming from. So my personal opinion is that the one of the ultimate products of the recovery journey is that you have changed your relationship with beauty. And the best way that you change your relationship with beauty is not by um, ab- abstaining from ugly things. It is by engaging with beauty on a regular basis. The, the premise here is that you expose yourself to the original or to the authentic things so much that you no longer desire the counterfeit. And I think this is what recovery is all about. It's, it's changing that relationship with beauty. It's changing your view of sex. So we have to then think about what is the original? What's the design here? And as I've stated, God has designed sex to be between a man and a woman in the context of marriage. So this is the original. This is the, the this is the thing. This is what this is the beauty we want to acquaint ourselves with. And what that means is that I don't I personally don't think that you refraining from something God has perfectly designed that that he has afforded you assuming that you're married and you you now have that opportunity. I don't believe refraining from that is actually going to help you in your goal, which is to change your relationship with beauty. Now, if all you're trying to do is just not be addicted to porn, then actually I can understand why you would also not have sex because sex is, is activating similar circuits of your brain that are wired for arousal, orgasm, release, bonding, all that kind of stuff. 
But sex is much more about enjoying beauty. It's much more about deep, meaningful connection. And these are things that you cannot experience with porn, but you can experience with sex in a marriage. So to me, it makes much more sense that you would continue to engage with the real thing and find ways to eliminate the bad thing. In North America, which I, most of you guys listening are from, we have made a, a real mess out of our carbohydrates. So in our house, we don't really eat a lot of bread. Now, when I go to Europe, I eat all kinds of bread because the bread there is made from natural ingredients. It's made without preservatives and it doesn't cause any bloating. It doesn't force or it doesn't cause me to put on weight. It just the body digests the natural thing way better than the artificial breads that are served to us in North America and most of our major supermarkets. So if I wanted to start eating healthier, I would not eat the bad bread because that's causing me to gain weight. My body can't process it well, and it's not serving my purposes of losing weight or eating healthier, whatever it might be. But if I were to not eat bread in Europe, I would actually be doing myself no favors because I could actually integrate the bread into my process or what my goal of losing weight and of eating healthier because actually the bread there is healthy. It's, it's actually much better for you. It's clean and it could serve your purposes. So it would be silly to not eat the healthy bread just because I'm trying to lose weight and the bread in North America is bad. I know it's not the greatest example in the world, but hopefully you get my point, which is that you, you want to make sure you're always aware of what's the real thing and what is going to serve me best in my purposes. That is what we're really after. And so I land more in the camp of continue to have sex with your wife. Continue to do that. Learn to engage with beauty in the way God designed it while you continue to abstain from the counterfeits. Now, you might land somewhere else, and I want to let you know it's totally okay. There's, there's no right or wrong here, but in your recovery journey, this is something you should be thinking about, and it is something you should get really clear on. And if you are still not clear, I would look for some more resources and, and try to find out some of the different philosophies out there. Like I said, I don't feel super strongly about this subject, and it's not something we talk about a lot in our recovery process, but there are other people out there who talk about it quite a bit. And they would, they would at least be able to give you some clear opinions on here's why we believe what we believe and here's why you should do what we're telling you to do and so on and so forth. Anyway, that's everything for today, guys. I hope it gives you some things to think about. This is not necessarily the episode where I'm challenging you or I'm even giving you questions that you need to kind of explore more. This is just some thoughts and I hope it will help you uh, get a little bit of clarity in your recovery journey. Much love to all of you. I'm cheering you on. Have an amazing day. And if you want some more tips and you want some more advice in this area, you can join uh, Deep Clean Inner Circle on Facebook. It's a private group. There's a little application that our team will vet before you join, but we're going to do live trainings there and do everything we can to just help you and support you and give you some community in your recovery journey. So that's Deep Clean Inner Circle. You can find it on Facebook. Link is in the show notes. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com.
www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.